This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. All right, speaking of other players, there are a bunch of players who are going to get drafted. And our friend Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com, he's part of the Pick 6 podcast. And with the first pick as well, he joins us. All right, at Ryan Wilson, CBS. You still have C.J. Stroud as number one. Uh, tell me why you are a uh, you are uh, you are solid in your convictions. Uh, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <come on. laughs> I can't even argue now. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's the thing. I've had Bryce going there back and forth. I talked to some people a few weeks ago that thought C.J. might be the guy. I think I've talked to you uh, since then, Adam, and I, we did the pro day circuit, me and Rick Spielman, and we saw the quarterbacks, and obviously the Carolina Panthers were well represented at all four of those big four quarterback uh, pro days, and, and I heard that C.J. was, was they lean, maybe leaning that way, but it certainly feels like Bryce, and Bryce is my quarterback one, by the way, and it's, it's close, right. but, but the things that Bryce are, it, it was able to do with fewer weapons around him, even at Alabama compared to Mack and Tua, I think speaks to how good he can be, and I don't care that he's five ten. The ball was really batted down. Uh, the only injury he suffered was when he was scrambling and trying to get extra yards. It wasn't like uh, he took a hit and fell apart. And as uh, his teammates pointed out when we talked to him at the combine, starting with Will Anderson, he said it wasn't like he was playing up against a, uh, a bunch of high school kids. Right, uh, Bryce Anderson. He was going uh, Bryce Young. Excuse me. He was going up against SEC. Uh, defensive linemen, uh, many of whom will end up playing on Sundays. And when he got hit in the mouth, not only did he get back up, but he got back up and, and usually made those teams pay for it. So he, he feels like the easy pick. I know Frank Reich has, has sort of said both that he liked Russ Wilson coming out, but also don't read too much into that. But, but I think if you're just using common sense and what you can see, uh, Bryce feels like the easy guy to take. Here's here's the way I look at it. And we actually are we're going to talk to his high school coach later on in the show. Um, to me, he's the modern quarterback. He is the guy that uh, thrives amid chaos. When everything breaks down, he he doesn't. The you know he's able to kind of keep his eyes down the field. He sees things develop. Uh, he just I think he plays the position with his head as much as he does with every other body part, legs, arm. Uh, you know, his athletic ability. I think he thinks the game well. It's just that's the way it looks to me because he never looks panicked. Exactly. And, and again, he's not thrown to the Jerry Judys uh, of the world, not thrown to the Jameson Williams of the world this year. And the, the calm inside the pocket is something that you don't see necessarily out of the other quarterbacks that are going to go in the first round and have a chance to, and, and C.J. Stroud included. And obviously it's Will Levis and Anthony Richardson as well. But some of the concerns with CJ is, is that once things start to break down, uh, we saw he could run with his legs in that Georgia game, but is he going to be able to consistently buy time in the pocket, make off-platform throws? He certainly has that ability, and you could argue he's the most accurate passer in this draft. Mm-hmm. But he also had offensive linemen that are going to get drafted in the first round, uh, had offensive linemen drafted last year that protected him, and then he's had a, a slew of wide receivers that could end up being among the best in the league in the next three or four years. And, and all those things have to be taken into consideration. And also, by the way, Bryce Young tested through the roof when he met with these teams in interviews. Like they were mm-hmm. blown away with who he was as a football player. Great person, too. We've talked to him now three times over the course of this draft process, and each time he's somehow nicer than he was before, which is, <laughs> speaks to the situation. Uh, uh, nothing's too big. Look, he, you know, he could do whatever he wants to do as, as potentially the first overall pick, but he's as humble as they come. His teammates respect him. His coach loved him. 
and he was never rattled. And that's sort of the takeaway. Sometimes you see quarterbacks get rattled and understandably so, especially when you get pressure up the middle, for example. He finds ways, as you know, Adam, to sidestep that pressure, make an off-platform throw that's incredibly accurate and somehow gets his team out of a pickle. Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com, mock draft expert in my yeah. eyes. I pre- no, it's fine. You don't have to laugh. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, as good a way as any to uh, to identify who you are. Let's About the other quarterbacks, because this is the way I look at it, because to me, Bryce Young's the best passer. No, This is no disrespect at all to C.J. Stroud. Uh, but if I was going to take anybody other than Bryce, I would be shooting for the absolute moon, and I just don't know how you could resist the athletic ability of Anthony Richardson. If he hits, what's his ceiling? I don't know, Adam, and that's that's what makes him so intriguing because you can't even visualize what that might look like. So the best parts of of Josh Allen, Cam Newton, and Michael Vick, if you hit an absolute home run, like this is a game-winning bottom of the ninth grand slam, to win the World Series type thing to, to mix in my sports metaphors here. <laughs> but he, oh, he has a chance to be special. So we talked to him at the Combine, and we had previously talked to Will Anderson. He is bigger and wider and faster than Will Anderson, edge rusher, who's going to be a top-five pick. He's 6'4", <laughs> 240, ran into the 4'4s. And it's uh, every year you say guard against falling in love with these players at pro days. I went to that pro day, and I saw him up close and personal. I fell, I fell in love with Anthony <laughs> Richards. I'm not going to lie to you. And you know what's funny? So he was the fourth pro day we saw the quarterback. The previous three, including Will Levis, who probably has a slightly better arm, they start those uh, scripted plays around their own 40-yard line, save about 70 yards, including the end zone to work with. They started Anthony Richardson's scripted plays at his pro day at his own 20-yard line, and he was still running out of real estate with his ability to throw the ball deep. So the athleticism is what's so intriguing. The lack of experience is what's so concerning. Yeah. And, and he told us straight up at the pro day, excuse me, at, at the combine, my problem last year at Florida was that I tried to do too much, too much hero ball, because I've always been the biggest and the fastest on every team that I played, and that makes sense. But he understands that uh, as you get further along in your journey and the players get better, you're going to have to start playing uh, a little more focused football. And, and I think he has that ability. It just has to be the right landing spot. The funny thing is we talked to his high school coach. And or it was does he have no? It was uh, C.J. Strad who had coaches. Uh, we, we talked to his high school coach, and he he actually described him as a film rat. That he he loves that Richardson loves the film study. Uh, that he it was just it's he just has to grow into the position and get more comfortable playing it. But he he said he likes to study. He likes that. He likes the classroom part of football. I, I I don't know what kind of chance he's got. I don't even know what kind of odds to put on it. I just know that the the athleticism is, I mean, it's eye-opening. Um, let me ask you about another position. This is because the Panthers are going to pick in the second round, too, um, after uh, after because they have a pick, what, like uh, mid-second round. Uh, I don't know if they're looking at wide receiver or tight end, but in terms of an offensive weapon, who might be there for them? in the, you know, mid, early part of the middle of the second round. Yeah, they had picked 39 there. There's only 31 picks in the in the first round because Miami okay. cheated. So that means you're only, what, eight picks in yeah. uh, into the round two. And there's going to be a ton of guys at tight end, I think. And that might be right around the time there's a run on these tight ends. So if you're actually thinking about a tight end there, wide receiver class isn't quite as deep. And, and maybe you get a Jalen Hyatt there if you're looking for a home run hitter. Uh, he had the five touchdowns against Alabama right. and absolutely electric, ran in the four fours. 
Uh, after that, it might be a little rich to start going on these wide receivers if the Jacksons with the Jim Quentin Johnson and Zay Flowers are gone. If Jordan Addison's there, that's also a legitimate uh, thought that you might want to get that guy. He balled out for USC last year, Caleb Williams, with Caleb Williams. Put up better numbers than he before at Pitt with Kenny Pickett, and he's 173, but he plays bigger, faster than that returnability as well. But in terms of the tight ends, um, there's a chance Michael Mayer's there at Notre Dame. If you want to double up on, on some tight ends and, and get some depth there, Luke Musgrave is going to be a fantastic athlete. He's almost, he is a fantastic athlete, but he's 6'6. He's going to be a really good player at the next level. And he was one of the fastest players at the senior bowl. Huge catch radius. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, I heard there were some injury concerns, but it sounds like they're, they've um, been cleared up by most NFL teams and he might sneak into the first round. And then Darnell Washington yep. is sort of a two for one at him in that he's 6'6, 265, ran a four sixes, and he's the best blocking tight end in this class and he's a long strider huge catch radius and he's barely scratching the surface on what he does as tight end because he was tied in two at georgia <laughs> with brock bowers and he still has a chance to be a, a potential first round pick it's funny i was watching uh um, watching the championship game uh and i watched a, a, you know, a handful of georgia games this year and he is tight he was tight end number two at georgia uh but i guess bowers is not eligible yet to come out uh who is a complete freak and so I'm watching this, and I'm thinking, and then I keep a look at mock drafts, and they they've got him like in the third round, and I'm like, wow, that would be that would be interesting if he lasts that long. I don't know that a tight end who looks like him, who runs like him, is going to last in the third round. And now I see him in the first round. Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete DeRuta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. You have a 401k, but you're changing jobs. You're taking that 401k with you. Next step. Well, a lot of people leave it behind, which is not a good thing. I mean, if you're not at the company anymore, your 401k shouldn't either. And that's when it's time for my 401k survival oh, oh, look box at that. set. You see it right here. I've got workbooks, <laughs> guidebooks, DVDs in here that explain everything about your 401k. More importantly, how to build a lifetime income. It's a $300 value. I'm also going to give you a total retirement plan, which is a $1,000 value for the next 18 of you who call right now. No cost or obligation. Call. 888-843-0013 or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Yeah, it would be shy. Some, something would have to have happened for him to, to fall to round three that we don't know about medical-wise or, or otherwise. But the, the upside of this guy is just, it's through the roof. And he's drawn comparisons to, to Martellus Bennett uh, back in the day at yeah. Texas A&M. Um, Mercedes Lewis was the comp that he gave us, but only because there are very few tight ends that are his size yeah. and his weight. The difference is Mercedes wasn't even that good of a blocker coming out. He was more of a receiver. Now he's obviously really a really good and one of the best tight ends uh, when it comes to blocking. But Darnell gives you that versatility. And when you think about a team like the Panthers, it, it certainly makes sense. And the easy sort of match is Kansas City. You can put anyone in Kansas City, and, and it feels <laughs> like you did a, a grand slam. But he does offer something as a blocker, which helps. And then, again, you can assume the, the tra Travis Kelsey has Brock Bowers role, and he can be your number two and, and do his damage in the middle of the field. But red zone target from day one, even if he's not as uh, a finished product, which maybe takes a, a year or two. All right, final thing for Ryan Wilson. I think you already referenced his name, but I'm, I am curious. Position aside, who is the best player in this draft? Jalen Carter. Like, if Jalen Carter is locked in, focused on football, he is the best player and there could be a case, uh, you know, you could make a case for B. John Robinson if we're talking about non-quarterback. Right. Guys that come in and impact the game immediately, uh, both Jalen Carter and, and B. John on the opposite sides of the ball could, could certainly do that. Jalen Carter, he's not an edge rusher, so it, it may be a little more difficult for him to get to be disruptive coming off the, the edge because he's playing inside, but he can certainly be disruptive. But B. John is a home run hitter. Uh, he is great in terms of being a receiver out of the backfield. 
Uh, he will block you into the stand, so he takes that part of his job very seriously. So he's a three-down player in every sense of the word. And I think, like, if you take him at 10 and you're the Eagles, I don't hate it. Is it high, typically, his, you know, recent history for a running back? Sure. But it's not like that the Eagles have a ton of needs. They have another pick at pick 30 in round one, yeah. and, and they have their quarterback of the future. Why not give them uh, another piece in that backfield? Uh, as they make uh, try to make another run back to the Super Bowl. And he can play right away, and uh, it's not a high-cost running back at this stage. So, yeah, it would make – it's sort of like having your quarterback on a low contract for a certain period of time. If you can get your running back on a low contract before you have to pay him, it really is the same thing. Um, he's, he's an incredible, incredible football player. If Hendon Hooker – Looked like Will Levis. I think you know where I'm going. Where would he get drafted? I'll, I'll go even a step further. If Hendon Hooker hadn't torn his ACL late in the season, there there would be conversations about whether he's QB4 if Will Levis happens to be your QB4. Uh, I think that's certainly fair. The way he played versus the way Will Levis played, yes, the Tennessee offense is, is a quirky one, and maybe it doesn't necessarily translate because basically you just have happy old reads if you're Hendon Hooker. But he interviewed incredibly well. He is one of the smartest players you yep. will ever come across. Uh, he takes his job as a quarterback very seriously. We talked to Jalen Hyatt and Darnell Wright, the right tackle. Both guys have a chance to be drafted pretty early. And they, to a person in separate conversations, said he is always the first one to practice. He's a leader. He makes sure we're where we need to be pre-snap. He understands changing uh, the protections. He understands pre-snap reads. All the things that you want to hear uh, about a quarterback. Yeah, he'll be 25, but in, in today's NFL, you can play till you're 35 as a quarterback. And um, even if your athleticism wanes, he has the arm strength to, to make plays. So I would argue if you were healthy, I would I might take him before Will Levis, and I might not even hesitate. I would do it anyway. Uh, so teams huh. – uh, no, t- teams in the second round, because I know he's accurate to uh, – his inter- intermediate throws are really accurate. Uh, he's super smart, and he's a mature guy. I mean, I look, I'm not, not – this is not a knock on Will Levis. Uh, I think Hooker has all the qualities you want as a developmental quarterback – uh, and you don't have to play him. You don't. He, you're not going to play him for uh, for a year. So draft him, develop him. Like no offense, if you're the Jets and he's there in the middle of the second round, I think you take him. Even if you have Aaron Rodgers, you you need the next guy. Rodgers may only give you one year. Uh, Ryan. Yep. Just my thought. Ryan Wilson, CBSSports.com at Ryan Wilson CBS. I appreciate your time, man. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but one week from today, you're on the clock. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, boy. Okay. No, thanks for the heads up. I had to go do some work. Thank you, Adam. Thanks, Pat. Ryan Wilson is awesome. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc.